to the Word of God this morning. And if you will turn with me to the book of 2 Corinthians, chapter number 4, and we're going to read verse number 17. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, and we're going to read verse number 17. This is for many, maybe not for all, but for many it is a familiar passage of Scripture. We have read this, heard this, we've heard preaching from this text at different times. But uh, the Lord has challenged my heart uh, in regards to this. And, and I believe the Lord wants to help us here today and uh, just uh, speak to us and challenge us here today by the Word of God. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 17. If you're there with me, would you say amen? For our light affliction, which is but for a moment. Somebody shout moment with me. Moment. Amen. Worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, just for a moment, it is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. This morning, if we can, for just a few moments, I just want to preach on this thought, and I can only preach it or I can only Delivered in the way that I feel that God has dealt with me to do so. But I want to preach on moving on from a moment. Amen. Moving on from a moment. You see, I think today that God wants to speak to some hearts in regards to some things that maybe are very real right now in your life. Some situations you're up against. Maybe some failures that you've recently experienced. Disappointments. We can go on and on. There's some things that, are, that you're up against. And maybe you feel like and maybe your perception and maybe your faith, maybe your strength, maybe all of these things have been conflicting with this particular moment, but I believe today God wants to help us to move on from some moments, amen, I believe that, can we pray together one more time, ask God to help us, Father today we thank you and we give you glory and praise for all that you have done and what you will do, I thank you for your people today, every heart, every life, Lord I pray that your word would go forth in power and Lord, the anointing of the Holy Ghost, as we know that it will accomplish what it's sent to do. And Lord, I pray today that you would meet the needs and touch hearts. And Father, we're asking that you would open our ears to hear and give us a heart to receive and understand. My mind and lips, I pray you'd touch and anoint to preach this message that you are glorified. Hide me, I pray, behind the cross of Calvary. And Lord, let others let us today hear you and see you. And Lord, we'll be quick to give you thanks and praise. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. You can be seated. Moving on from, from a moment. Amen. 
If I can this morning, and if you'll just bear with me, I want to lay out a couple of things and and, uh, look specifically at some situations of how moments are defined. And maybe if we can also take a look and see of how we treat certain moments in our lives. I want you to understand here today that best defined, a moment is defined as a snapshot of time. It is just a segment of time, a fraction, if you will, of the whole. It is a piece. It is a sliver. It is a speck, if you will, in regards to uh, the confines of life. All of us know and understand that wherever you are in your life, and what I mean by that is what your age is and, and what seasons of life that you are in, you understand that where you are today has been made up of moments that have been uh, built one on top of the other and have brought you to a particular time and place in your life. There There are represented in this house. We have young children, young toddlers and babies. I was talking, Sister Lindy, with a young man just here over the weekend. And he is, uh, him and his wife are newly expecting a child. And he pulled me to the side and I hugged him. And and, uh, he is a Bible school student there at harvest time. And I told him, I said, congratulations, Papa Bear. And he, you know, he was kind of had the old shucks, golly gee, kind of, you know. And and he said, and he pulled me off to the side and he said, Brother Jake, uh, he said, I'm scared to death. I said, welcome to the club. Amen. He said, he said, I'm scared to death. He said, he said, do you remember? He said, do you remember what it was like when, when your daughter was a little baby? And did you, was you thinking this? And he starts going down, down the list and all those things. I said, yes, sir. I said, there's some things I remember very well. And, and there's, a, you know, there's some things that, you know, you, you, you look at and, and uh, it happens so quickly. And there was another dad walked up and he was in on the conversation. He said, yeah, he said, now my children are this age or whatever, but we have toddlers and we have teenagers, we have preteen, we have young adults, we have those that that uh, uh, you are you are grandparents now or great grandparents, amen. Sister Alethea, she is enjoying this moment and time of her life, amen. We look around and there's things and these moments and there's certain, I told him, I said, brother, here's what somebody told me and I found it to be true. I said, when they're little and when they're toddlers, Brother Tobin, when they're into everything and when they're doing now, don't look at me funny and think I'm picking on Tobin and Lindy or that I'm picking on on uh, those boys, Colson and Silas, because I'm not. I love them boys. Amen. That's uh, uh, that's old uh, Thibodeau and Thibodeau over there. Amen. They, uh, uh, brother, brother Silas, he he he'll tell his mom and dad. He'll say, "I want to go see Brother Jesus." Amen. So he's my favorite, amen. He, he, he's, a, he's the only one in this church that'll tell me I'm acting like Jesus. But he'll say, I want to see Brother Jesus. But, but whatever the case might be, uh, you know, them toddlers, them boys, and, and they're busy, and they got all this stuff. And, and, and the, one of the dads, he said, yeah, he said, I remember this and this. And we was telling stories and laughing. And I don't know if we was helping that brother or making him, making him feel worse. But I said, here's what somebody told me. They said, when they're little like that and they're busy, 
and there's all these things that they're learning and you're learning and all that. I said, somebody told me, said, the days are long, but the years are short. The days are long, but the years are short. And I had told him, and while we were speaking about that, that's when the Lord dealt with my heart. It's, it's weird. I, I'll just tell you, I'm a big weirdo. The way that sometimes God deals with me about something that I believe that he wants to say to us. And in that, in that time, I had told him, I said, it's just snapshots of time. You only have moments. Moments. There was a moment, Sister Anna, I don't know when it happened, but there was a moment that it was the last time that I rocked Ashland to sleep. There was a moment that it was my last time that I carried her to bed. I don't know, I can't tell you the date, I don't know exactly when, I didn't mark it down, I don't have it in a journal, but I do know that on May 10th, early in the morning, about 4.30, I woke up, that was the day that she turned 13, Sister Linda, and I laid in that bed, and in order to try not to awake my wife or cause a commotion, Sister Kayla, I put a pillow over my face and I cried like a baby. Any other age, I don't know why, it didn't bother me. But all of a sudden, I'm thinking, my girl, she's 13 now. And, and I started thinking about them things. And I became a sappy, sloppy daddy laying there. Amen. <laughs> Crying and snorting and all that. And my wife, when she woke up, she looked, she said, what's wrong with you? I said, my baby turned 13 today. Amen. And there's these moments that come and we look at this and I want you to understand is that in moments when we talk about snapshots in time, some would say, well, Brother Jacob, it sounds a little harsh today because you said, let's move on from a moment. But here's what I want you to understand what we're getting at, amen, is the fact that we find ourselves often moments, moments that we treasure, moments that we love, moments that we rejoice in. We hear things such as, I'm living in the moment. We know what that means. You don't want to get so far down the road in your head or so preoccupied with what's next that you're missing what's happening right then. We also know that we're always trying to capture it. I think sometimes that social media, that Facebook just tortures us when those memories pop up. Anybody besides me look at them and say, oh my word, look at how little they were. Or I'll say, look at how young I was. All those memories show up and sometimes Sister Shan, I think it's just to antagonize. Amen. Just to kind of throw a little salt in the wound that it's not that way anymore. But we find ourselves, we want to capture these moments, remember them, maximize them. Sometimes relive them, try to reinvent them, celebrate them. For the most part, we do understand though that they are a temporary season of life. And here's what I want you to understand this morning. Is I believe that in this house, you see, it's easy. We smile. We get misty-eyed. We can even celebrate and laugh about moments that we want to remember. Moments that we want to celebrate. But I'll tell you this morning, in this house, there are some folks, and you are in a particular moment. And the moment that you're in is not celebratory. The moment that you might be facing today 
is frustrating. It might have you down. It might have you despondent. Maybe the moment that you're in this morning has challenged you and has challenged you in such a way where you might wonder where God is in the moment you're facing, in the moment your family's facing, in the moment that your body, your physical condition, or the somebody you love, maybe today there's been some torment. Maybe today that if everybody knew or if you testified that you would say, Brother Jacob, I had some weak moments this week. There's been some things I said I'm not proud of. Some things I've done that I'm not proud of. Some things from my past that came to agitate and aggravate me. These are moments. And can I tell you this morning is that the enemy would love to make you believe that those particular moments are moments that are going to keep you down, that are going to kill you, that are going to completely remove God out of the equation. They are moments that will have you so frail and fragile and paralyzed in your faith that you feel like you can't even come into the house to worship. It's hard for you to receive because the enemy loves to maximize certain moments to make you think they are eternal. This is how it's always going to be. You're always going to be a loser. You're always going to be a disappointment. You're always going to be a failure. You're always going to be a say a sinner. But I came to tell you the word of God declared it is just a moment in time. It's a light affliction. But there's a Savior who steps into your moment and says I can move you past this moment into a greater work and an eternity that I have for my people. Would somebody give him praise in this house this morning? Oh, There are times we are paralyzed by certain moments that right now in your mind that you think, What is is how it's always going to be. That what is, that the problem, the situation, the suffering, the sin, whatever the case, that it's there. Have you ever been in those moments where it felt like forever? When honestly, it wasn't there for forever. And it wasn't going to be forever. Let me give you an example. You see, have you ever had to set five minutes on your watch and that you couldn't do something for five minutes, right? You put it on your watch and maybe it's medicine, maybe it's whatever. Especially, let's just throw this in the equation. You're not just hungry anymore, you're hangry now. And you're sitting in that line at your favorite place or you're sitting in that restaurant and you're starting to get upset. I mean, it's just been a whole whopping two minutes. 
Is that chip machine broken? Do they have to go pick tomatoes for the salsa? What's going on around here? Amen. I mean, we get I mean, we get so worked up. Or somebody, you got to set your set your timer for five minutes, and then you're you're there and 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 you're waiting. I mean, you're thinking, and you've even said, "Oh my word, how can five minutes be so long? This feels like an eternity." Did you know if I set a five minute timer on my watch and I jumped in the pool and I said, "I can't come up." for five minutes I'd be in trouble amen I'd be going to see Jesus is what I'd be going to do but did you know that five minutes when you're with a group of people or there's a, there's a celebration or you're playing games or there's something fun going on or you can sit you can sit and stare at a television and 30 minutes went by and you you had no clue it just evaporated because what happens is is the situation that you're dealing with the circumstances that are around you can make certain moments seem a whole lot longer than what they really are and in these moments of suffering in these moments of trial in these moments sister Gloria when we don't understand in these moments and some would say well brother Jacob I've got a right to to be frustrated and aggravated because it's been this long it's been this many days it's been this many weeks it's been for some this many years but I want to remind you you are dealing with a God who is eternal and his timetable is a whole lot different than ours is and the word of God said if you can put it in comparison said a thousand years with the Lord is like one day and one day like a thousand years what does that mean brother Matthew it means that God calculates time and works within time in a different way than we do I want to let some that's why Paul could say yes I'm afflicted yes it's been hard yes there's been this and Yes, there's been these things. He said, but I'm going to call it a light affliction because it's only for a moment. But I realize in the moment there's a God not held by those constraints and he's working for my good in the moment. He's doing something in the moment. I want you to know that moments, your moment is mandatory. Let me just tell somebody this morning that you're struggling with the fact that you have to deal with it anyway. Have you been not only upset about the moment, but you were upset that you had to deal with it anyway? Right? I, I can't even believe i got to deal with this. And we say that, and we're so loose with saying that, as if we think we, gotta, we get to walk around and because we're saved or because we're who we are or because whatever the case might be, that we're just magically exempt from some of these things. And that's not the case. That's not the case at all. I know there are things that we don't sign up for. I know that there are things, frustrations, situations that we never planned. I know that in a moment your world can change. A phone call, a situation, a sickness. I understand all of those. But I want to tell you something this morning. It is not the fact that God is bullying you. It's not the fact that God don't love you. It's not the fact that you're not spiritual enough or you're not good enough or strong enough. I'm just going to tell you, Sister Amber, there are some moments in this life. It is simply this. This is the easiest way that I can tell you it's just mandatory it's just mandatory
I'm going to say something that's extremely unpopular. And you could go to a lot of churches and find a lot of different preachers who would tell you, if you just love Jesus, you'll never go through these things. I'm not that guy. This ain't that church. I'm going to tell you, and I believe God's word tries to tell you, that look, you will go through these things. You will stand in these situations. You will be in these moments. And before you start blaming God, and before you start blaming the church, and before you're mad at somebody, and before you're ready to quit, and before you're ready to backslide, and before you're ready just to throw in the towel, I want you to understand is that I know it's not always fun that it's mandatory. But Sister Shannon, I've come to learn. I've come to learn this truth, and I think that if you can learn it and you can grab a hold of it, it will change you. Brother Coleman, there are some things that are mandatory in my life, not because he doesn't love me, but because he does love me. There are some situations I've been in, not because he's bad, but because God is good. I may not understand it all. But I can't understand. It's mandatory for the moment. And this is something that I can learn from. This is something I can grow from. This, Sister Sandy, might be the very thing that teaches me to pray like I've never prayed before. This is the very thing that teaches me to trust God in a way that I've never trusted Him before. Have you noticed, and I say that I love you, I love you, but have you noticed that we are so quick, we're so quick to say things like, I just want to draw closer to Jesus. I just, I just want to be a, a, a greater vessel. I just want more anointing. I just want, and we will say these things, and we say it lightly and loosely, and we also say it because it sounds good. I'm going to tell you something. You want anointing? He's going to put you in some places that it will break you down. It'll squeeze self out of you. Brother Ringo, he will put you, if you want to do God's will, and nevertheless, he will take you first to some Gethsemanes. There will be some crosses you've got to bear. There's going to be some things. I know, see, because what happens is, is we like to glamorize everything. And we have a social media idea of spirituality. It's this look. It's this shot. It's this thing. We're all smiling. We're all happy. We're all this. But I'm going to tell you along the way in those mandatory moments, Sister Jessica, there's real devils you're going to fight. There's real doubts that you're going to face. There's real dilemmas and there's real problems. And there's some things, Brother Tobin. But you can't draw closer. You won't have the anointing. You won't know how to pray. You won't know. Let me tell you something. I thank God I didn't love it in the moment. I remember starting out in ministry. I remember Sister Carolyn and I, we didn't have two nickels to rub together. I mean we was living on love and a whole lot of faith. I'm telling you. We didn't have anything. I mean we was banking. We brought in together $175 a week. Full time ministry. Glory be to God. We're going to save the world. We ain't going to get further than the block but we're going to And it's more, than, it's more than monetary things. But Sister Shannon, do you know that there was things that I learned about God? Amen. Barely made. 
making that, Sister Brenda, in a time when we didn't have nothing, in a time where we didn't, I mean, we was praying things in, we was believing things in. But Sister Cindy, I look back in those moments, and I'm glad God said, this is mandatory. I'm glad for the times, Brother Josh, I've fallen on my face. I'm glad for the times I fought hell, and I didn't understand. I'm glad for the times I stood in pulpits, and I thought it was a disaster. I'm glad when there were church folks that hated me. I'm glad when there were people turned their back on me, because it brought me to a place where I knew that God would move me on from a moment, and he was working something better in my life. But it can only be learned in a mandatory moment. We in the church, we've gotten too soft. We want everything packaged, put together, wrapped up, and a bow on it. And I hate to disappoint you, but you will leave the church disappointed if you think it's going to be that way. And some of you are struggling and you're stuck in a particular moment. It's mandatory. God has assigned it to your life. I feel the Holy Ghost right there. I'm going to say it again. There's some of you sitting here. There are some things going on. And it has been assigned to your life. There's some moments Jacob's created because I've been stupid. I don't know how else to say it. I guess I could say ignorant. But I'll just be honest. I can talk about me. I've been downright stupid. There's been situations, moments I created because I was rebelling against God. Because I didn't want to surrender. Oh, I, and I probably did in the time. I could point my finger and blame this one and that one. Well, it's this thing and it's that thing. But at the end of the day, Anna, it was me that created it. And so, please understand, there is a distinction from moments that you create out of foolishness, out of hard-heartedness, out of arrogance, Out of sin-willed and filled choices. But then there are some things that are difficult and tough and hard. And Sister Linda, God divinely assigned them to my life. It's mandatory. It's mandatory. I want you to understand that the moment that you're in, it carries magnitude. In other words, there's a lot of weight with what is happening in the moment. You see, to to successfully move on from the moment, we have to understand. Now, I'm going to challenge us here. Is that certain moments go by fast and certain moments seem like they're going by eternally. Just like what I said, when it's moments especially that we're not very happy about. But I'm going to tell you right now is that your decision making, what you're going to do in this moment, it carries a lot of weight. It carries with it exactly what is going to transpire. Not only for you, but I can promise you this, it will have a ripple effect and it's going to touch your family. I want to tell somebody this morning right now, is that those of you that you're trying to make a major decision right now, and it's in a moment, you better take a minute and make sure that you've covered that decision with prayer. 
you better take a minute and, and make sure that you have sought God about what it is that you're going to do. Because it carries weight. It carries weight. I want you to notice a couple of things here. In the Word of God, I want you to notice some moments. You see, because if it is a moment of trial or temptation, the Word of God says that God is faithful that in those times of temptation, He provides, Brother Jerry, a way of escape. What does that mean? It testifies of the fact that God gives us opportunity to move us on past that moment. I want you to notice as this is not just something that was said Christ himself experienced. In Luke chapter 4 verses 5 through 8 it says, And the devil taking him, Jesus, up into a high mountain showed unto him all the kingdoms of the world, listen to this, in a moment of time. So the enemy is there in the wilderness. We know what happens. Christ is baptized in Jordan. He goes up. He's led by the Spirit into the wilderness. The Bible says to be tempted of the devil. He's been fasting 40 days, 40 nights. He's afterward a hundred. We find the enemy comes in in a vulnerable moment of his physical man. First thing he does, he says, won't you make the, take these stones and make them bread? He's speaking to the creator of the universe. He could have made bread. He could have made a ribeye steak. He could have had a smorgasbord of whatever. And, and he appeals to the moment of vulnerability. And in those vulnerabilities, he's dealing with him physically. He's dealing with him spiritually. He's dealing with the plan and the will of the Father. And we find that there is a way supernaturally the enemy exposes to him. And in a moment of time, he takes him to an exceeding high mountain. And he shows him all the kingdoms of the world. In a moment of time. And he says, he says, if you will fall down and worship me, I'll give you all of this. I'll give it to you. I'll give you everything the world has to give. I'll, I, I, can, I can make this happen. Let me just read it here. It says, and the devil said unto him, all this power I will give thee and the glory of them. For that is delivered unto me. Right? The Word of God said he is the prince of the power of the air. He said that has been delivered unto me. And to whomsoever I will, I give it. The enemy said, I get to make decision on this. And he says, I can give it to you. This is happening in a moment, Sister Amy. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Get thee behind me, Satan. For it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and Him only shalt thou serve. In the moment, there was a weight, there was magnitude of that moment. Christ Himself is being tempted. And in this, He shows us that even in the moment, even in the harshness of it, even in vulnerability, even when it's not ideal, Brother Josh, we still have a choice. Can I tell you, I spoke with a man one time, his life a mess, sinful choices, selfish choices, things that made things a wreck, and his his words were this, I can't 
help it. This is what it's going to be. This is what I have to do. And he, he was convinced, Sister Jen, of the fact that he just had no way around it. But I want to let you know that even in the magnitude and the weight of what is going on, God has given you a mind. He's given you a will. And did you know that in that moment, you can make a decision still. Brother Josh, I'm not saying that in a moment I've got a chance to stand and preach a message, Brother Gary. I ain't got a time to stand and quote a bunch of sayings in Scripture. But what I can do in a moment, and sometimes the only thing I've been able to do is say, God, will you help me? Or the only thing I can cry out is, Jesus! And did you know that in that moment that carries magnitude and weight, Sister Polly, he's been faithful to show up and meet me there. He's been faithful to show up and meet me there. Be careful. Be careful and understand. Do not lose self-control. Do not lose your ability and the, and the power of God that I believe he has gifted us and given us to make a decision even in a tumultuous moment. Here's why I'm saying this. It's because for some, because it's a stressful moment in your day or your life, you will use it for an occasion to sin. What would you say, Brother Udy? Okay, I will. If you didn't hear him, he said, say it again. Let me, let me further elaborate. I've got to have this drink because I'm stressed. I need that pill because it hasn't been my day today. I need whatever your addiction is. I need that image because I need to get my mind off of all the things. Do you hear what I'm saying to you? If you're not careful, you will allow the moment to cause another, another thing, another way to magnitude and implications that will cause you greater suffering. And you know what happens? You get stuck in those moments. Some people never get out of a cycle. There are some things that you're up against. There are some things that you're fighting. There are some mentalities that have not broken because you keep going around the same moment over and over and over again. And you have allowed that moment to define for you and to you that you can't get out of it. That you're stuck. But I serve a Savior who can get you past that moment. I serve a Savior. I've got some men in this house. I've got a brother back here. And I, I don't mean to pick on Brother Coleman or some of these others. I know that there's things all of us got, all of these things. All of we, we, got, we got people in here God's delivered and things from. But there was a time, there was a time, Brother Coleman, in order to get peace of mind, in order to numb himself, he had to find a bar somewhere. In order to just, to just to get through the day, he needed to get a drink. In order to do this, he had to do this or whatever the case might be. Let me tell you something. It, it's time to quit. It's time to quit blaming this and blaming that and all those things. And understand that you serve a God. Because listen, if you keep falling back to that, what you're saying is apparently you believe that God don't have the power to break that in your life, deliver you from it, heal you from it, take you past it, and move you on. But I want to tell you, my Savior didn't die in vain. His blood didn't flow from
on that tree just to do so. But he did, Sister Anna, so we can walk in victory. Let the stress come. Let the dilemmas come. Let somebody say something. Let somebody do something. I can stop and rejoice and say, I got to fall in it. I got to fall in the slop and the mess and the sin. God's given me victory to move on from the moment. And for some, it's not even a substance or an addiction. Some, you're addicted to the trauma and the pain of your past. You're mean and you're hateful. You got attitude and your words aren't right. And you blame it on the moment that somebody mistreated you. The moment a mama wasn't good to you. Your daddy didn't love you right. And I'm not making fun of it. I know what happens. But here's what I also know that happens. I've seen God, Sister Jessica, heal people of their past and their pain too many times than to sit and be a victim of it or to repeat it in the lives of their children. You're not shouting, but I'm telling you, I'm preaching this morning. God is wanting to help some folks today. There are some move moments you need to move past. And here's what this preacher is saying. I'm not saying that in yourself you can will yourself past it. In yourself that you're just strong enough. But with the Lord's help, he can. So what do I do, Brother Jake? You take those things and you're honest before God. Can I tell some folks in this house, would you quit pretending that God don't know what's already going on in your mind? Some of you haven't been honest at an altar in who knows how long because you think you're going to embarrass God. He already knows. You've been, you've been doing it in the dark, secret, behind closed doors where nobody else. God knows it. God knows it. And let me tell you something. If he's been dealing with you about it, you better take heed to it because God will always deal with somebody before he embarrasses somebody. And maybe I shouldn't even say that God don't embarrass people, but our own sin and our own rebellion is what embarrasses us. God's been dealing. God's been pulling. He's been wanting you to lay it down. He's been wanting you to leave it alone. He's been asking you. The Holy Ghost has been pulling at you. You're sitting in service after service, and the Word of God's going forth, and the spirit of conviction's been dealing. But you're not honest enough just to tell God what it is, and He already knows what it is. Just be honest about it. Tell him what it is. Tell him what you're suffering from. Tell him where your mind's at. Tell him where your heart is. Tell him about your temper. Tell him about the addiction. Tell him about the secret. But I will tell you this. is that when you're honest with God, he loves you enough. He will set you free. He will break you loose. And you can move on from a moment. And you will experience freedom and power and worship and the goodness of God in a way that you haven't in a long time time lips of truth the book of Proverbs said are established forever but a liar for a moment for a moment I'm going to tell somebody in here this morning is that God wants to move you past the moment past the repetition past the cycle of insanity but you need to get real honest with God Got to. Last but not least, 
in a moment, God can do the miraculous. Everybody awake in here? In a moment, God can do the miraculous. In a moment, He can make you whole. I've seen Him in a moment, Sister Gloria, sober people up. I've seen Him in a moment take a marriage that was headed for divorce and start putting it back together again. I've seen it in a moment where somebody that was so broken and ruined by things that was done and said to them where the healing balm of heaven was just put over their heart and all of a sudden, does it mean brother Jacob that everything was perfect? Absolutely not. But in a moment the miraculous begins to happen. Can I tell somebody that when you are born again it is a miracle. That when you are born again, when you are brought out of the life of sin, can I tell you that sometimes a miracle is this sister Debbie when we get a call from the kids and they say you know what said I was going to do such and such but all of a sudden I got a weird feeling all of a sudden I got a thought and I decided I wasn't going to do it and on the other end of the line you're ready to shout because you was praying over it you was praying that God would deal with them that God would help them they not they may not be in the church house they not may not even be saved but God in a moment can perform a miracle he can change somebody's mind He can alter the course. He can change the direction. He can shut the door. He can close the mouth. Can I tell you there's been times, too many times, Brother Segura, I've seen him work a miracle in just a moment and completely change, completely change a situation. Sometimes we think God needs a month of Sundays to do the work. No, he don't. It only took him seven days to create this whole world and to create man. So imagine what he can do in just a moment. Have you ever seen it in your own life? Have you ever been there? When all of a sudden, boom, the door was shut. What's going on? But it was a moment where a miracle was taking place. And you don't even know it yet. Have you ever been there when it was supposed to happen? They were supposed to call. You were supposed to go. You were supposed to be. There's people that are sitting in here that back when you was teenagers, you were supposed to be in the vehicle. You were supposed to be at the place. You were spo- and there was different things that happened. And you saw the way that that moment changed other people's lives. And you saw the way that your life has been changed. What was that, Brother Jacob? That is, Brother Gary, a miracle in the moment. Because Brother Hip Hill, thank God that some of us, even when we was rowdy and rascals and not doing what we should, there was mamas and daddies. There was a grandmama somewhere, and she wore the carpet out, pacing the floor praying. There was a daddy somewhere, Brother Anna, Sister Anna, who was praying and seeking God on behalf of a daughter. Prayers you didn't even know about. But the night you walked into this church was a miracle in the morning. Moment. I'm going to tell you, Aaron Ray, times you were serving overseas. You weren't living right. But a mama calling out to God in heaven. And you were, I'm here to tell you, we are all miracles of the moment, of his mercy, of his love, of his power. So I'm going to tell somebody, Brother Danny, Sister Carolyn, if you come. 
I want to tell somebody that even if it's not necessarily you in the moment in need of a miracle, but you're praying for somebody. Somebody's praying for a baby, a child, a son, a daughter. I received a message from somebody who was asking questions about some spiritual things. I felt, I answered those questions, encouraged them, and I felt just challenged. I just privately, a few days later, I went by, talked to the parent of that child, and I said, I just want you to know, unbeknownst to you, they're reaching out. Unbeknownst to you, they're reaching out. And I said, so keep doing what you're doing. What do you mean by that? Keep praying for miracles in the moment. Keep praying for miracles because those moments carry weight. There's magnitude in them. Sister Linda, they're mandatory. And so I'm going to ask somebody in this house, what are you going to do with the moment that you're in? How are you going to let God work? How are you, what decision are you going to make right now? What choice are you going to do? Are you going to gripe, grumble, complain, get bitter? You're going to pray, worship, seek God's face? What are you going to do? What are you going to do in the moment? What's going to transpire? What's going to take place? But I can assure you of this. There's a God in heaven who will help to move you. Move you beyond the moment that you think right now might not ever end. That you think right now the devil's got a chokehold on you. That you think right now you don't see the light of day. You don't know. But he wants you to know that he can work a miracle in those moments. He is working something far exceeding great that has eternal weight and glory. And glory. Can we bow our heads all over this place? Hallelujah. 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 Lord, I thank you today for your faithfulness. I thank you today for your word. And Lord, I've stepped into this pulpit today. I don't know the, the specifics of somebody's moment. I don't know today the things that's been going on in somebody's mind and somebody's spirit. Today, I don't have the ability to call them out and tell them all the intricate details of what is going on. But Lord, today, you're very much aware. And I believe that your word has accompanied that very sentiment, that very thought of the spirit today. The thing you've been dealing with, the thing that you've been putting your finger on. The situations that you want us to see and know that there are some things that is mandatory, but you are, that, that you are working and teaching us some things in the mandatory moments. Lord, that yes, the decision that we're going to make, what we're going to do, it's carrying weight with it. There's magnitude to it. But Lord, you've given us the ability to make a decision in those moments. We're not held hostage. We don't have to be victim. 
We don't have to blame. We don't have to stay stuck. But Lord, you will move us past those moments. And that you work miracles in the moment. You work miracles in the moment. Situations. Doors that close, doors that open. Things that happened and things that didn't happen. You've reached your hand to rescue and you've also been a shield and a buckler. All of us can testify that we are alive and here today because of miracles that have happened in the moment. And Lord, I pray today, may somebody find liberty. May somebody find honesty. May somebody find today that they don't have to repeat that they don't have to stay in a cycle of suffering, but that you're a God that can move them on from the moment that today there's liberty. Today there's forgiveness. Today there's help. Today healing can begin in the hearts and the minds of your people if we're willing to let you do so. Church, this morning, this morning I'm simply going to ask for all who will, because here's the truth, every one of us, We are engaged in certain moments in time right now. All of us are engaged in certain things, whether we're suffering, trial, tribulation, maybe moments we don't understand, things that seem unfair. But today, what God is trying to say, He wants to help and He wants to bring some clarity. If that's us this morning, can we come find ourselves a place around these altars? Would you come this morning and say, Lord, I'm looking for you to move me past some of these moments. I'm looking for you, God, to bring some healing in this moment. Lord, I'm looking for you to bring some clarity in the moment. Lord, I need you. Lord, I need you today. I need you, Lord, to help and touch my mind. I need you to help and touch my heart. Lord, I'm calling upon you. I need a miracle in this moment, oh Lord. A decision that I'm making in this moment. Lord, I need you to help me. I need your wisdom. I need your direction. Lord, I need your grace, your mercy. Father, because there's weight and magnitude of this moment that I'm in. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Lord, I'm looking to you. 